It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on, the coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. What's up, my nerds? Nerds! I work with a bunch of nerds. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network and the official exclusive morning show for LTN Radio. I'm Radio Matt. I'm the station manager for LTN Radio. I'm a third-generation radio dude and a lifelong nerd. Also, in Little League, uh, one time I was stuck in the outfield for an unbearably long time needing to pee, so I just went. And I'm Mo. <laughs> the shorter yet louder, and I am going to say smarter counterpart of the back row. I'm a wife, a mom, super fan of all things friends, and I was the 2008 and collared queen. Mm-hmm. Say that. Say that slower, because those words ran together for my brain. 2000. 2000. Aiden. Aiden. Collard. Okay, see, my brain was thinking 2008, and I'm like, 2008, then collar? <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. Got it. 2000, 2000 Aiden, collared, queen. Yeah. It's like the like the fair festival mm-hmm. beauty contest thing. Is exactly. It be- was it beauty? It was beauty. It was beauty. Yes, and talent. Ooh, what was your talent? I danced. That's the talent. What did you dance? Wait, was it a hip hop dance? Mm, that would have been awesome. Dang, was no, it? No, it was a contemporary liturgical dance to Hands by Jewel. I would pay a million dollars to see that. You know, honestly, <laughs> I would also, because I would love to have the footage from the pageant, but I don't. Okay, let me explain mine a little bit, because you seem very offended by it. <laughs> and... I didn't just full on film a jock strap up. First of all, it. how old were you? I was at least 13. Okay. <laughs> no, I think it was 11. I was 11 because mm-hmm. I was still in Hobbs. Um, and uh, literally, our team was so bad that we could not get a single strike. The inning lasted, just that one half of an inning lasted like 20 minutes, it felt like. It was just so long. And so I had already needed to pee, but our three outs happened within two minutes of each other in that previous round, so I didn't get to go. And so I had already spent the whole previous outfield time inning needing to pee, and then I couldn't go. And then I had to go stand out there again for a very long time. So I, ha- I was at the point where you, you're, just, you're going to bust. Your kidneys are going to burst. You have to pee so bad. And so I did what would later be referenced in the uh, scrub season nine of the method of pee a little, let it dry, pee a little, let it dry. It was very hot. It was very sunny directly on me. And it worked. By the time I got back to the outfield, I had an empty bladder and still dry pants. Yeah, but you still smelled like pee. But we all smelled because it was stinky. It was hot and sweaty. Mm. It was 98 degrees. We were playing There's, baseball. There is no amount of 
sugarcoating this story that is going to make it. I'm not saying it's good. I'm just saying it's not like I just <laughs> whipped it out and went in the outfield like that. I... <laughs> I'm glad that you had enough <laughs> thought process. I used a scientific method. <laughs> also, I don't know how people do that. Pee themselves? No. Pee a little. <laughs> Once oh. I open it, it's it's all. <laughs> Once the floodgates are open, there ain't no stopping it. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Look, I'm not gonna say it's comfortable, but you you can you can you can kink you can, the hose. You, you can, can stop it. You can. <laughs> you can stop it. No, I can't. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying. <laughs> Women. Women maybe can't. Y'all got a whole different plumbing situation than we do. Uh, it definitely hurts, but uh, it's a little bit less pressure than just holding it forever. So, in the long run, it's a win. Okay. <laughs> Don't know what to say. And that's been the show, everybody. <laughs> Have a great Wednesday. <laughs> Today on the show, long-term problems church culture is finally noticing. We've also got a game, Tales of Florida Man, Fiber and Infects, Things We Love, and more. It's been uh, several minutes already. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, I'm feeling another Monday coming on here. <laughs> Better than mm. Tuesday. But first, today is Wednesday, April 14th. 2021 and we got some holidays to celebrate and tuesday was fine up until the last 20 minutes when i accidentally made you really mad okay kind of on purpose made you really mad <laughs> i'm glad that you think okay i don't know that i'm glad actually hold on are you glad that i think what i'm sad that you think that that's me really mad I, oh, was, I wasn't well, really mad, no, and I, I wasn't mean, mad at you. Look, I... I mm, was frustrated with a stupid situation because I apparently can't say anything without sticking my foot in my mouth and making things that are not appropriate. I mean... Not appropriate. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had a point, though. Thank you. I agreed with your point. Finally. <laughs> I agree with a lot of your points. Finally. Cheese. In time. Cheese and crackers It here. just makes me... It, I have to... Explain my points before you. Well, that's true. Because your points are often confusing at first. You're confusing at first. That's accurate. That's an accurate statement. (laughs) (laughs) Today is Wednesday, April 14th, 2021. We got some uh, holidays, I guess. I guess these are holidays. I mean, yeah, we've got two sort of holidays, but then a third one that's not listed that is Absolutely, 100%, without a doubt, a holiday. Oh. Uh, it's National Gardening Day. I missed something, apparently. Get your garden on, people. I guess, yeah. It's also National Look Up at the Sky Day. Mm-hmm. Because why, why not? during the daytime. Why Wait can't you look night. at the sky during the daytime? Well. The sky's blue. It's I mean, pretty. if the Sometimes sun's not clouds. shining, just be careful during the daytime when you look at the sky. Don't you do it when you're sun. driving in a car. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> or in the middle of a street. Yes. <laughs> or walking your dog. You know what? Just don't look at the sky today. <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> this is national don't look at the sky anymore day. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> You're welcome. Hey, it's also Chris's birthday today. Oh. Happy birthday <sighs> to you. I mean, how old is he? 35. That's enough already, then. 
<laughs> I know you're big into birthdays and I'm not. I don't know why I'm the way I am. I, I know don't that either. I know that I'm wrong in this situation. That's not always the case, but I do know that I'm wrong <laughs> here. I just don't care about birthdays and I really get annoyed when people try and make a big deal out of mine. Like my mom calls me early in the morning and sings it and I'm like, This is nice, but I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I just I don't know. I don't care about it. I really don't. So my <laughs> best friend in high school, her name was Samantha. Her name is Samantha. Um, <laughs> now it's... <laughs> she's alive. Um, oh, that's not where I was going. And I was she's going still the same person. Now it's Craig. <laughs> no. No. Um, but her whole family lived in the town that we grew up in. Her mom was one of, I want to say, six kids, maybe five kids. I'm sorry. You mean... Yeah, Okay. Extended family. I'm slow today. I'm like, don't most people live with their whole <laughs> So all of her mom's siblings, yeah, her yeah. parents, all of her cousins, we all, they all lived in the same town. And our town was small. It was about the size of Clovis. So, you know, just imagine the Martinez family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. I grew up. Okay. That's a good inside, inside knowledge for nobody else. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, anyway. Her grandfather would pop a bill. That's what we called him. He would come. <laughs> Again, you're so confusing. <laughs> Why? Her grandfather would pop a bill. <laughs> what does pop a bill mean? How do you pop a bill? <laughs> Is that a slang term I've never heard before? <laughs> it's what you do with your dollars when you pull them out your wallet. Pop, yeah, a, pop bill. a bill. <laughs> hey, Grandma, pop a bill on that table for me. <laughs> Enough money for tipping. <laughs> okay. Oh Papa my gosh. Bill. Uh, yes. I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> On every one of his grandchildren's birthdays, he would wake them up. He would come to their house very early in the morning, come into their bedroom, and wake them up singing happy, happy. Happy birthday, baby. And when I lived with, he was this short little chubby, old, the sweetest little thing. Just come inside the room singing that that's how you would wake up. And when I lived with them for a short amount of time, he came in and sang that oh. to me on my birthday. I felt like part of the family. It's it still a memory that I hold fond and dear to my heart. It didn't wake you up terrified? No. That someone had burst into your room early in the morning and no. started singing at you? Mm-mm. That would have scared me. No. But that's, that is very sweet. It was very sweet. It was very sweet. So I now do the same to my children. Birthday baby. That's what he would do. It was the sweetest thing. I'm going to pop a bill in this card for you. <laughs> It's never, ever, ever going to sound the same. Ever. I ruined it forever. Pop a bill. Pop a bill. I'm a pop a bill. <laughs> Straight up in this piece. Oh, that's, 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 oh 
<laughs> that's a, that needs to be a whole new slang for when you want to buy something. <laughs> so like, Papa what, they Bill. Come, they're coming out with a, a new Mario game. Man, Nintendo about to make me Papa Bill up in here. <laughs> Listen, you heard it here first. Make it a thing, yes. internet. Let's go. Pop a bill. Pop a bill. Pop a bill. What are you going to talk about? I'll pop a bill if you bring me a chalupa. <laughs> I pop two bills. I pay for yours, too. Oh, gosh. Oh, okay. What you want to ride? Boy, you better pop a bill for some gas. <laughs> Five dollars a gallon again. You better pop that bill. Pop that bill. Jeez. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, this is the best. Uh huh. You're welcome. Oh. Pop a bill. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't do the show. That's why I'm so hard. Oh, <coughs> wow. Oh, okay. You ready? Breathe. Hey, it's game day Wednesday. <sighs> All right. It is game day Wednesday today. Uh, I'm taking a week off because uh, I just won the Undisputed Backroad Championship title belt last week. So I'm going to extend it a week. I <laughs> have read riddles every stupid <laughs> night for the last week because I was ready to take the belt back. You can't just take it back. No, I know that. I know that. I have to win. But you want to challenge me yes. in the same game? No, I don't want to challenge you in the same game. But I thought that I had to win the game that I lost at and no, then no, no, be no. able to challenge. You just have to win a new whatever game we're playing, you have to win. And whenever you win, then we play that game again the next week. Oh, so I don't have to do riddles no. again? Okay. I'm sorry Stupid. you wasted all the time, but it will probably help you in the future because we're going to play that again. Stupid it's a fun riddles. game. No, it ain't. <laughs> dumb. It's dumb. Oh, that's a riddles. A dang riddles again. I hate the riddles. <laughs> hate them so much. Uh, no, I'm taking a week off. I'm going to challenge Mo uh, with a fun movie quote quiz called Google Mistranslate. All right, all right. Here's the okay, premise. But you can only take one week off. Yeah, that's I, I the rule. I'm taking this one. That's the rule. I'll give you one too. You can't just sit on <laughs> Next this time you win it. belt for forever. <laughs> Gotta earn it. So uh, these are famous movie quotes that have been run through Google Translate over and over and over again, warping them uh, nearly beyond recognition, unless you're a true movie fan. Great. All right. I'm not. So I'm going to read a line, and you try and tell me what movie it's from. Okay? My mom always said life is like a glass of candy. They don't know what to get. That's Forrest Gump. See? You're a pro already. That one was easy. Forrest Gump. Life is like a box of chocolates. Yeah, the original quote, my mom always said, life is like a box of chocolates. You You never never know know what what you're you're going to get. get. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up. That's why he has thick hair. It is full of mysteries. No idea. (laughs) It is from Mean Girls. The original quote is, that's why her hair is so big. It's full of secrets. You know, I've never actually seen Mean You've Girls. You've never seen Mean Girls? Mm-mm. Nope. Actually, I don't think I've watched the whole thing either. Because I'm not a mean girl. <laughs> me neither. Actually, I kind of am a mean girl. Good morning. You killed my father. 
My name is Inga Monty. I am ready to die. <laughs> I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> it's Princess Bride. Oh. Hello, my name is Inga Gomantoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. I've also never watched that movie. I'll oh, sure. you can't I be know. a Christian. No way. Is it a Christian movie? No, but it's oh. it's a typical... Like homeschool kid kind of thing. They've all watched The Princess oh, but Bride. But I won't know. Times. I won't know homeschool kid. <laughs> there is a problem in Houston. Oh, uh, oh man, is it Apollo thirteen? Houston, we have a problem. Good job, exactly, spot on. The first rule of wrestling clubs is not to work with wrestling clubs. Fight club. <laughs> yeah, first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is, you do not talk about Fight Club. One day, the receptionist tried to look at me. I eat his liver with faux beans and good cheeses. I mean, is that Hannibal? <laughs> I mean, it's that's the character. Do you remember what the movie was uh, called? Silence of the Lambs. A good job. A census taker once tried to test me. I eat his liver with some fava beans and a nice chianti. Can you do the... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've never seen that movie. Really? Though I have seen Hannibal in the theater. My mom like bought me a ticket and let me go see it with Bubba. She bought us both a ticket. I watched him like cut a dude's guts out. It was awful. Anyway. Okay. In any- <laughs> In any case, you have to move at the speed of glaciers, and you know how excited I am. I don't know. That is The Devil Wears Prada. Another movie I've not seen. By all means, move at a glacial pace. You know how that thrills me. Okay. Uh, The colors of the Toto Edge 2 are the same, Kansas. Wizard of Oz. <laughs> Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Every every accent I do is British, but I don't think they're British. <laughs> Congratulations on your starving games. Opponents are always in your favor. Hunger Games. Absolutely. Happy Hunger Games, and may the odds be ever in your favor. Now, th- seriously, that was read in a British accent, and you didn't and do didn't it. Do it. Never- <laughs> I've never seen the Hunger Games. What? Oh, it's on my list, but so is Pitch Perfect. <laughs> ever in your favor. Uh, Ohana is a family friendly in order that so that no one shall come to pass that I will forget. We low and stitch. <laughs> Ohana means family and family means nobody gets left behind or forgotten. I don't understand how these things are even remotely the quote. If you want to get paid, you can tell me I have no money, but I have different talents, skills gained in a long career. Is it is it bad that all I can think is pretty woman? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, this is taken. Oh, okay. If you are oh. looking for a ransom, I can tell you I don't have money. What I do have is a very particular set of skills. Skills I have acquired over a very long career. Mm-hmm. Okay. That one. Continue watering. 
I have no idea. Keep hydrating. <laughs> I don't know. Finding Nemo. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Swimming. No. Swimming. No. That. Mm-mm. <laughs> continue watering. Continue watering. No. Watering. Watering. Mm-mm. Doesn't have the same Mm-mm. zing. Mm-mm. Doesn't have the same pop. You got one out of 12, Mo. Actually, I don't know how many you got. I, was I didn't about actually to say, put no them in. You got several of them. <laughs> I was just letting the answer. I didn't want to type them all in. Wow. But you got several of them right. You did good. You did a good job. So, okay. I'm getting a bit of. Um, uh, Flack? Uh, yes, thank you. <laughs> From the Twitch chat? For not Watts- watching. For not, not watching. Watson Sherlock. Princess Bride. Yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Just like we talked about on Monday with, um, what was that movie? Pirates. Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh-huh. Caribbean. I didn't watch Pirates for a very, very, very long time because I couldn't understand what they were saying because they talk in an accent and they also speak as if they're drunk um but i have a hard yeah see rum that's all i heard uh i have a very difficult time with movies that where the people are speaking in an accent yeah also andre the giant's in there and he could barely talk normal that's why i've not watched princess bride all the way through i think i've watched the first like 15 minutes and my brain Hurts from trying to is a national treasure. Figure out what they're saying. So in case I didn't make that clear. I mean, show me a little bit of grace. That's what (laughs) Jesus would do. Uh, People are mad I haven't seen Hunger Games too. Well, yeah, that is more of an abomination. No, probably not. But I'm just saying. I've seen Community season four, episode one, The Hunger Deans, and it was awful. Because it was the terrible season four, <laughs> the gas leak year. It's awful. Don't watch it. The Hunger Deans. It's terrible. What are you thinking? NBC. All right, let's take a break right here. When we come back, Tales of Florida Man. Stick around. Hey, everyone. I'm Hector Mirai. And this is Faith and Fandom 180 on LTN Radio. So if you hadn't heard, the game Sunday School Answers has recently been relaunched. They are the original parody game of CAH and other chaotic dialogue games where there is a dilemma and an answer. These types of games are ridiculously fun. And uh, I was honored to be asked to be able to do part of a superhero deck where I contributed uh, nerdy, goofy answers to go along with these biblical or church life questions. And it it was a lot, it was a blast. And so being the nerd that I am, I ordered a set because I wanted some, there's literally a board game with my picture on it. I, I want the thing. So I ordered the core deck and ordered the, the superhero deck. And as soon as we got it, you know, I broke it out and I showed my kids and they're like, oh, this is the best. And so the other night we we had a family night. We're all home for once. And, you know, my kids were like, do you want to play Dice Thrones? I'm like, no, that takes too long. Do you want to do you want to do Uno? And I'm like, no, that's way too simple. And uh, so one of my kids said we could play dad's game. And so we pulled it out 
and we played it and we had an absolute blast like laughing to the point of tears and one of the great things was just watching my kids faces as they tried to decide which answer was best to give in these ridiculous situations and sometimes they'd slam a card down on the table with confidence because they were sure they had the best answer possible and you know watching them i knew that some of them put more thought into the questions and answers in the game than what normally comes out of their mouth and in colossians 4 we have this loving reminder from paul that says in verse 5 be wise in the way you act towards outsiders make the most of every opportunity verse 6 says let your conversation always be full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone games like this always hinge on you making sure you are giving the best answer and using your words to the best of your ability and we see here in scripture this needs to extend far beyond fun games that we need to treat every interaction with this amount of thought and consideration of what we say remember to catch faith and fandom 180 every wednesday morning on the back row morning show only on LTN Radio. And if you'd like to learn more about Faith and Fandom, head over to faithandfandom.org where you can learn about our Comic-Con ministry, podcasts, memes, apparel, and book series. You can even read new chapters before they make it to the next book. I'm Hector Mirai, and thank you for spending the last 180 seconds with me. Welcome back to the Back Row Boarding Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today on the show... The last year has made the church aware of some long-term problems. Has it? Mm-hmm. Before we do anything else, I got five random facts. Bring it. All right. The platypus does not have a stomach. Its esophagus goes directly to its intestines. Yeah. Yep. For some reason, I thought you were going to say the platypus does not have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> but it just sounded well, You know what? Mean. You know what? Why don't you just stop thinking that I I'm going to say something and just so listen so to what I'm saying? I need to pop a bill for some psychiatry. <laughs> yeah, that, I know that's right. <laughs> Something's going on. Uh, uh, it's impossible to hum while holding your nose. Nah, come on. Like clo- closing it? Like yeah. holding it closed? Uh-huh. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, you can't holy cow. This this is this is wrinkling my brain. You can't hum. I am so wishing we were on Twitch right now. <laughs> you can just <laughs> It's weird. It's like building up in my sinuses and it won't come yes. out my mouth. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm <laughs> determined. <laughs> no. My brain will not accept this is true. Holy cow. Oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, the different colors of Fruit Loops all taste the same. They are not individually flavored. New dat, new dat. Mm-hmm. The Empire State Building was the tallest building in the world from 1931 to 1971 and was the first building to have over 100 floors. Facts. <laughs> I have nothing funny to say. My brain is still trying to process <laughs> that you can't the humming hum. thing. How am I 35 and I'm still learning things like this? I don't know. Like, that seems like something I should have learned in high school, Probably. you know, and have tried to beat, like licking your elbow and, you know, stuff like that. 
my no. whole life. Mm-mm. Can't lick your elbow. Yeah, I know that. I, I, I mean, I can. <laughs> I can rub, lick <laughs> saliva on your elbow. <laughs> Not Gross. the same thing. Oh, I don't know why I did that. <laughs> now you're covered in spit. Good job. <laughs> now your elbows going to feel clammy the rest of the show. Right? <laughs> Man. We're on radio. You didn't need to actually do it. I know. Shh. Again, I wish today was the day we were on Twitch. This but of course, it's not. It's a good one. Uh, and lastly, Buckingham Palace has 775 rooms to include 78 bathrooms. The White House has 132 rooms, with 35 of them being bathrooms. Hmm. The White House, though, is significantly smaller than Buckingham Palace, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously. Yeah. Because one's a house, one's a palace. I mean, One obviously. has 775 rooms, and the other has 132. So there's more bathrooms per normal room yes. in the White House. Uh-huh. Is exactly. that the fact? Is that the, is that what I'm supposed to be learning? So <laughs> you're just supposed to learn. I got you. That's all. Learn however you feel <laughs> necessary. I don't know. It's uh, oh gosh. American I really people hope poop this is more than English. <laughs> British. <laughs> I really hope this is entertaining for people listening because we can't stop goofing around. We really can't. (laughs) It is time. Sorry. (laughs) Good grief. It's time for Tales of America's worst superhero, Florida Man. Florida Man arrested for allegedly impersonating impersonating a doctor and injecting Botox while drinking. Oh, heavens. A Florida man is charged with impersonating a doctor. And, but, well, it's the same as the headline. Come on, article. Be better. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said Nelson Turin, 47, hosted a Botox and Bubbles event at a local business. Investigators said he described himself as an oral surgeon on social media flyers. So, <laughs> hold up. I didn't even read this whole thing. He hosted a party. <laughs> To give people alcohol and Botox. Booze and Botox. Oh, my gosh. According to Fox 30, Turn was allegedly drinking four locos when he operated on his unsuspecting victims. The news station reported that he charged $350 to inject lips, chins, and cheeks. Now, they allegedly tricked the staff at a local spa into thinking he was a licensed doctor. Sheriff tweeted the turn is charged with several crimes, including practicing medicine without a valid medical license and possession, uh, possessing uh, the, the Botox drugs without permission. Uh, so he was released on bond. Court date not yet assigned. Why? <laughs> Okay, there's several things, well, a couple things, that have me, if I had attended this event, two things would have, like, been red flags to me. Number one, I'm not going to have an oral surgeon administer Botox on me. I don't, I don't, I don't. I mean your lips? Mmm. I'm still going with a plastic surgeon. If I'm going to go with anybody to do anything that's going to enhance my look, it's going to be a plastic surgeon. Plastic surgeons take care of your face. Oral surgeons are more teeth, like the inside of your mouth. 
I don't I I don't know that oral surgeons have really any necess- <clears throat> necessity <laughs> for Botox. It I, well, You might be right. Second of all, scroll to the picture of of the dude. Scroll. That's this is it. No, oh, scroll. The top one. Look at look look look. <laughs> Listen, if I'm getting Botox from somebody, it's going to be somebody who is not in dire need of Botox himself. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jeez. Listen, his whole face looks like... It's melting a bit. Yes. Yeah. Uh, it's from all the Four Locos, man. That stuff will mess you up. Apparently. You ever had but, a Four loco? I haven't either. But. I mean, and then another thing. <clears throat> doctors... I thought you were about to say, I mean, I've had a few. <laughs> Stop thinking that I'm going to say things. Good grief. Just let me speak. The floor is yours. (laughs) Another thing, doctors, true doctors, would not be caught dead drinking alcohol while performing some sort of medical (laughs) procedure. They could lose their medical license. That should have been a a super red flag. That should have been the end of race checkered flag for everybody there. They should have been like, nope. Mm-mm. Maybe he informed us like, look, I can't lose my license. I've already lost it. Or I don't even have one. Or I've never had one. They're like, ah, oh, makes sense to me. They're drunk already, right? It's an alcoholic thing. You don't make good decisions when you're drunk. I'm not defending them at all. I'm just being a turd. <laughs> Friends, when it comes to your skin, make good decisions. <laughs> Next up, Florida man steals police car, leads a hundred mile per hour chase while handcuffed. Okay. All right. Florida man is at it again, this time achieving a feat that's left police confused. A suspect who is already in handcuffs behind his back managed to steal a police car and led a chase with triple digit speeds through Kansas. ABC News reports that the Florida resident Joshua Swartwout Swartwout (laughs) I don't I've never seen this last name is alleged to have not only piloted the stolen police cruiser at speeds of 100 miles per hour with handcuffs on but did so for more than 30 miles Swartwout pulled (laughs) off his trick Saturday night being transported to a detention facility by a trooper. Kansas Highway Patrol said he was already arrested on suspicion of auto theft after an earlier police chase. Trooper Todd Heilman, a spokesman for the Kansas Highway Patrol, said that was sitting up in the front of the car. This cruiser didn't have a partition or cage to separate the front and the rear of the vehicle. Okay. I mean... How do you do that with your hands behind your back in handcuffs? Not sure. I just don't get it. Talent. And uh, when when police finally arrested him again, he was still wearing the cuffs behind his back. So he didn't, like, break them off or anything. I don't know. I mean, he deserves deserves a getaway. I feel like he can do that. He earned it. Uh, and lastly, in a bit of good news, Florida man begins a 130-mile journey across the state in lawnmower for charity. Mm. Uh, Florida man is making quite a trip on his lawnmower, and it's all for a good cause. Chip Hawthorne began his long trek, 130 miles to be exact, on a lawnmower from Titusville to Spring Hill. He began the drive last Thursday morning. He said the goal is, uh, of the Moathon 
event is to raise half a million dollars for West Orange Habitat for Humanity. The same trip by car is about 3.5 hours. However, by using a lawnmower, Chip said he thinks it will take him about 14 hours. So I'm, I'm assuming at this point he's already done it. Uh, he'll be escorted by escorted by a safety truck and off du- d- d- off duty off duty deputies from five counties. Off duty deputies. <laughs> I'm going to eat breakfast before I start. I'll eat lunch here. Hawthorne said while on a lawnmower. Maybe I'll need a snack, but I think I'll be able to handle it. Taking a bathroom break may be a little uh, trickier though. His journey from the east coast. <laughs> Not if it was Matt. <laughs> His journey from the East Coast of Florida to the Bay Area can be seen on Moathon.com, the live stream launch Thursday morning. You know what? I bet that method would work just fine (laughs) in the heat of Florida on a lawnmower. (laughs) Pee a little, let it dry. Pee a little, let it dry. No need to take a break. Oh, man. I can't. I just can't. All right. <laughs> so, 2020, 2020 came, guys. 2020 came and went, uh, and it felt like the year just took a massive fart on us. The entire twelve months, just a long, solid, never-ending fart. Mm-mm. Yeah, Mm-mm. sure did. If it had done that, <laughs> if that was really what had happened, we would all been healed. All right. This is the story we read on Monday Tuesday. or Tuesday about uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that that pastor that farts on people mm-hmm. with God's holy power. Exactly. He, he, he. Anyway, uh, <laughs> jokes aside. I still aside. think that's what we all need to do. <laughs> it's worth a shot at this point. Uh, because of this time period, which is kind of still going on, churches are starting to open up a little bit more, but not in every place in the country. Certainly not every place in the world. Um but this has made us aware uh, as a church culture of a few kind of long-term problems that maybe we didn't realize existed or didn't realize that they were as big as they were. Uh, and so this is actually a Lifeway Research uh, article, and we're going to go over the six things that they're listing here and read a little bit about each of them. Uh, the first one is that our relationships are missing. Uh, as believers, we need each other. Christ asks us to turn to him individually, but to follow... Uh, but to follow him together, turn to him individually, follow him together. As the nation closed down in March of last year, the top concern of pastors was connecting with their people. Uh, This reflected a natural reaction in the midst of any disaster to run toward loved ones. It also reflected pastors' own loneliness and isolation, but it also reflected the biblical instinct that the church was not created to function as separate individuals who remotely auto-schedule their support and log in to watch. Uh, our presence matters to other believers because it encourages them, uh, absorbs some of their burdens and affirms their truth. So this kind of comes hand in hand with a, uh, new report that like, because of this, less and less people are actually attending actual church Mm -hmm. and many don't have plans to go back. Yeah. Which is a big bummer. Yeah. Um, I think that's been a bit of the downfall of churches going online like almost every church having an online presence now for on the Sunday services I think it's convinced a few people like no this is fine yeah this is enough when 
just what he said. We're supposed to be doing this together. We need the relationships, the fellowship, that there's a point to it. That's why there are so many uh, churches and pastors out there that have been fighting tooth and nail to keep meeting, even though they're getting arrested. And, and uh, like, I'm not, I'm not saying that's exactly what they should be doing one way or another, but I, at least I understand the sentiment behind it. Right. Why it's so important to people. Yeah. Um, Zoom meetings, phone calls, you know, can only go so far. We need human interaction, specifically fellowship with fellow believers on a regular basis, mm-hmm. at least weekly, if not multiple times a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no greater priority for churches than to foster relationships within their fellowship and to focus these relationships on the truth of God's word. This needs uh, this need is too big to wait until everyone can return. Uh, so this comes from Scott McConnell again at Lifeway Research. Uh, The next thing is our spiritual gifts were neglected. Uh, Similar to the fellowship that's missing, many spiritual gifts could not be fully used for long stretches during this past year. Uh, Pastors and group leaders who are gifted in teaching were frustrated without having live learners in the presence as they taught. Pastors and members with gifts of mercy and caring were heartbroken when restrictions kept them from visiting inside nursing homes and hospitals. Uh, Those gifted in leadership didn't know if anyone was really following them. Uh, for such a dis- from such a distance, many did use their gift of giving during the year, but often with less than perfect information about what was actually needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's it, we all dried up. Yeah, VBSs didn't happen or happened at a distance. Yeah, like I liked what y'all did. Y'all had that cool distance VBS, but still, mm-hmm. it part it just wasn't really the same. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> There's, there's just so much that went undone. So little uh, discipleship, so little growth of these, these kind of ministries and outreaches. It just all kind of came to a halt. And uh, we weren't cultivating growth in the spiritual gifts of people, especially younger people or younger people in the faith. Mm-hmm. And uh, I feel like that's going to be a bit of a hindrance trying to get back into the habit of doing that or using that. Uh, I feel like a lot of people who are signed up to do things in churches because they had a gift leaning towards it might come back to church a year later and assume, well, well, well I'm, I'm not sure I want to do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's like it's a giant reset for a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well, now we have to find people. Same like. My, for instance, where this has happened with us is Celebrate Recovery, where before the pandemic, I had like four small group leaders that were here every week. Since then, they're all gone. And I don't know what I'm going to do when it comes time to open some small group leaders uh, going because I don't have anybody who's been here long enough to do it. Yeah. Uh, It's become... This other problem of when is it going to be safe to actually do that? You know, Mm because we're still in this kind of limbo of, yeah, we can start opening up, but we just can't do it fully. And when you have a group that you don't know how many people are showing up at any given time, you can't just have small groups open because what if there's more than 10 or 15 or however many are allowed in a small room? Right. You don't want to kick people out and say, well, it's full, so you just go home. Yeah. You know, and so it's a rough situation. Let's see here. Next up, racial reconciliation still needs effort. 
Uh, I feel like this is again on a lot of people's minds because the that trial is happening right mm-hmm. now, the Derek Chauvin trial. Uh, is that how you pronounce it? Chauvin, Chauvin, something like that. Um, I remember we had a uh, Rafer on mm-hmm. to talk about just the the difficult time uh, the church was having and the world was having mm-hmm. around that time, around the death of George George Floyd, and uh, how it brought up all this like racial tension. Yeah, that that maybe many of us didn't even realize was still a thing, and and you know that's. Probably part of the whole quote unquote white privilege thing is that we don't really realize <laughs> these situations are ongoing sometimes yeah. uh, in other communities. And uh, I feel like the church has had an, uh, a good and a bad response. I feel like there's been a lot of churches that have been on board of, yeah, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And than a lot who are just tying it all in with politics. And so they don't want to touch it or even further, they denounce it completely. Right. Um, which, I mean, again, we talked about that too, about how, uh, well, the Black Lives Matter organization is different from the idea of Black Lives Matter. Right. And how it's difficult to equate the two together mm-hmm. because... One is very much opposed to a lot of the things that biblically we should stand for, uh, such as, you know, a nuclear family, <laughs> you know, a, a, a home they, that's that's in their that's on their website. They want to destroy the idea of a nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the idea behind the movement of Black Lives Matter, the 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 heart of it, the the, the fact that we need to make this apparent uh, that it's a specific message. That was something that definitely needed to be brought to attention. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, because of the commingling of those two ideas with the same name, a lot of people in the church have just rejected it outright and therefore don't even want to talk about race reconciliation whatsoever. Right. Uh, can I, I mean, I can... I can tiptoe around. I don't have the answer. Of course I don't. Uh, and I guess that's not really the point. The point is to not have stop having the conversation. Uh, according to a recent Lifeway research survey, 16% of Protestant pastors haven't addressed racial, rec- racial reconciliation from the pulpit in the last two years. Wow. Which is more than 2016, which was only 10% hadn't. So now we're up to 16%. Which... I mean, I guess that isn't as bad as it could be. 16% who have not addressed it isn't super high. But it it is when you think about just how many that actually represents. Well, and it is when you consider that since the years past, it's increased, even though as a nation... As a people, our eyes have been open yeah. since 2016, yeah. you know, to the necessity of reconciliation, racial reconciliation. Um, to me, that I think that's where it hits hard is that more pastors have said, oh, I'm not talking about this instead of more pastors saying, oh, we need to talk about this. Yeah. 
And it's, and I also get the, the, the desire to just let's, let's just put that aside. Let's table that discussion for a less, uh, hot button time. I understand that desire to just want to kind of avoid it and not talk about it because it's so politically charged right now, but the problem's not going away mm-hmm. and not addressing it isn't helping it. In fact, it could be hindering it mm-hmm. in your community and in your church. Yeah. <sighs> so those are the first three things. We're going to take a break. Let that one breathe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back, more long-term problems the church has to address moving forward. Stick around. We here at LTN Radio know that not everybody is nerdy in the same ways. You might find yourself in a situation where you hear a word or phrase that you've never seen before and have no idea what it means. Well, have no fear. We're here to help. Today's term is Turkish Delight. I couldn't have been the only one who had no idea what Turkish Delight was when I first read The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I was just thinking it was some sort of turkey. I wasn't a smart kid. But in reality, Turkish Delight, or locum, is a family of confections based on a gel of starch and sugar. The confection is often packaged and eaten in small cubes dusted with icing sugar, cupra, or powdered cream of tartar to prevent clinging. Other common flavors include cinnamon and mint. And so maybe when you found this out, you thought, well, that's silly. Edward nearly gave his entire soul over to the devil character in this book over some jellied candies. But that's kind of the point, isn't it? It doesn't really take much to turn us away from doing the right thing. Temptation can come in many forms, even things that are lovely and sweet. And before you know it, they've led us astray in our body, soul, and mind. Devote those to Aslan. Or, you know, you know what I mean. Aslan is Jesus. I'm Radio Mad, and I hope I've made your life just a little bit nerdier. to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Mo. And today we're discussing the long-term problems that the church has had and been made aware of in the last year. And uh, let's just get right back to it. Uh, in the first hour, we talked about uh, how our relationships are missing, how our spiritual gifts have been neglected, and how racial reconciliation still needs effort. Uh, now for the, the back half of this article, this is from Lifeway Research again. This is from Scott McConnell, uh, lifewayresearch.com. And uh, the next thing that churches are being, being made aware of in this past year is that our technology is outdated. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this actually on the show, I, I remember, um, a couple years ago, where we talked about how churches are, are finally embracing Facebook at a point where a lot of people are leaving Facebook. Yeah. Like they came in way too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, at some point in 2020, most of us had to admit that we were behind on technology. There were new tools that we hadn't adopted or even investigated. For every church that live streamed services before COVID-19, two other churches started within two months of the onset of the pandemic. Among churches that didn't offer an online giving option, one in three had added it by April 2020. 
Churches began communicating electronically with greater frequency and with additional methods. They also began to use Zoom and other meeting software to try and maintain some connections and keep work moving ahead. One in five churches offered drive-in services at least once when they couldn't meet in person. Uh, the wise churches made these moves while also thinking of the strategic and theological implications. One pastor said, uh, we have purposely been a low-tech congregation, and we're unprepared for the demands of teaching and preaching in this kind of situation. We plan to upgrade our capabilities, but without compromising our strong focus on uh, community and physical presence. Uh, so when when this started... Our church hadn't been live streaming, but we had been recording our services, and uh, we would put them up on YouTube later. So we had most of the stuff ready to go already. Uh, like, we had the capability. It's not a super high-def uh, production, but, you know, it wasn't terrible either. We were, we were able to get a decent service mm -hmm. online, and it worked for for several months while we were locked down mm -hmm. and couldn't meet in person. And we had a little bit of fun with it. And, uh, we also just got really tired of it by the end. Uh, there's actually a GIF, uh, that, uh, is a part of the, the back row radio GIFs from John Berkey, which is, was just him in the video where he's about to lead the worship time, which is just him playing a guitar at a camera. Mm -hmm. And he just, he's, he strums a few and then he just goes limp he goes, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I feel you. I feel you, man. Um, but we were able to get in pretty quickly uh, to where we were all right. Flip over to a different church in our area um, who asked, well, I, I love my pastor, but he... Uh, volunteers me for things without realizing how big of a chore that would really be. So I got volunteered to help another church. That, that's what we call voluntold. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to help them get online too. So uh, I had to drive uh, out past a uh, little ways past, well, a good ways past Farwell, which is, I think, it, I think it was a good 20, 25 miles I had to drive out there, which isn't far, but uh, it's, it's a time eater. To go out and film in this very rural area. Like, literally, it's this church and five houses. And that's the whole thing. That's the town. Everything else you have to go all the way to Farwell for. And uh, the church had, I think, maybe 12 families in it or whatever. But none of them could meet, of course. And so I basically come, set up my phone to record the guy. And just wait for him to get through his message without stopping. Because he kept wanting, he, he didn't know how to function with a camera. And so he would read something or whatever, but instead of acting like it was live, and if he messed something up, he'd just correct it and keep going. He felt it had to be perfect because we're recording it. And so he would stop and start over. Oh my gosh. And so that first time I was out there for five hours. No. Five of them. As he was trying to get this down. And eventually I had to just convince him, look, the people watching this at home are going to want a more laid back, authentic, authentic feeling message. Uh -huh. So if you fumble a word, you do exactly what you do on Sunday morning and you roll with it. You correct yourself. You keep going. In the end, it's going to feel more genuine. They're going to feel more like they're actually there and less like they're hearing a lecture. 
Can you imagine if what he was doing was what he would do on Sunday morning? <laughs> Wait, hold on, stop. Praise team, come back up here. We gotta start this whole thing over again. <laughs> that was part of the problem too, is that he gets played onto the camera. That was the idea. So every time he stopped, he had to have his two so they were there for five hours too. Because they were gonna lead him in and play him out at the end. <laughs> so anyway, we fill it with that uh, after a couple of weeks. It got much, much better. But again, they, they are not set up for it. They were purposefully not, you know, trying to be technology uh, forward. And uh, I did the best I could with them for about two months. And at that point, I had to stop because it, it, it just became it just started eating up too much of my time because I yeah. had to also make their I basically had to build their services for them uh -huh. as well on top of our own. And so as we were getting prepared to maybe start opening some things up, I had to let that go. And uh, I saw how it changed for them in that, well, now they just kind of set up a phone, tall-wise, pointed at him, and it's halfway down the aisle, so you can barely hear. And, and I'm like, man, if you weren't 25 miles away, I would come help you, but I cannot. And so I just had to, like, like, a, like a mama bird who punts their little baby out of the nest hoping they'll fly i just had to let them go and uh they eventually got a better hang of it but it takes a long time mm -hmm. uh unless you have somebody on staff that knows what they're doing uh at least relatively uh, again i'm not saying i'm great at this but i'm good enough to make things happen uh it's almost impossible and it's at that point you find yourself in this situation where, oh, goodness, when we need technology, we don't have it. Mm -hmm. What do we do? Mm -hmm. Thank goodness uh, Texas, Texas was a little bit uh, quicker in, in opening churches back up again. So it wasn't very long before they could at least get back to in-person meeting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a need now. We're in 2021. You got to have some sort of technology. But like I said, it's also a bit of a double-edged sword because we talked about how people are getting used to it, mm -hmm. used to being at home. Yep. So that, that, that's, that's a personal problem you mm -hmm. need to deal with on a personal level. Don't let that be your church where you're just watching it like mm -hmm. a TV show from home. Well, in that regard, it's not your church. Uh, yeah, exactly, at that point. Um, unless you have some specific thing that keeps you from going, which right. then you understand. Right. But they also know that. In most cases, if you're watching from home, they don't even know you're there. But churches are aware of people that are homebound. <laughs> so you still have that connection. People still come visit you. Things are happening. Uh, okay. We drug that one out. Uh -huh. uh, next on the list <laughs> of uh, long-term problems churches are realizing in this last year, our preferences were a higher priority than our unity. Hmm. You know where we're going with this one? Wow. Do you know where we're going? Uh, can you feel it? Do you feel it I, in your in A your, little bit. I can see multiple multiple Give me an example. avenues that this could could possibly be taking. Um well, I mean just right off the bat, our preferences as in um our comfort, feeling safe was more important than our unity. So staying home versus mm, okay. coming to that's church. That's one part, yeah. Wearing masks. Wearing masks, yeah, that's what my first thought was. Versus not wearing masks. Mm -hmm. 
And again, and to be clear, my thought was the people that were making a giant stink over the fact that a church was like following the the state's guidelines about wearing them. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we're we're just this is better than not meeting at all. This isn't a spiritual issue. Let's just do it until we can't, until we don't have to do it anymore and just be happy that we're together. But people, a lot of people can't do that. So I don't know if I have ever brought this up or not. I want to say that I have, if I have, and I'm repeating myself, then I apologize. That's okay. It's a morning show. Um, I'm hearing stories over and over. (laughs) There is, there was a sermon that your pastor gave one Sunday and in that sermon, he made a quote. It was very early on when he became pastor here. Um, and he made a quote that I just thought was absolutely brilliant and needs to be written down. Everyone needs to hear it. Um, but unity does not mean uniformity. Right. Unity means, you know, and I've said this to you several times, unity typically means that you're on the same page of the same book. You don't have to be within the same paragraph. You Mm. don't have to be on the exact same word, but you're relatively in line with each other. You're going to have differences. You're not going to agree with everything. Um, But at the end of the day, you're going to be unified in one particular end goal, which is the church. Yeah. We want for there to be diversity within our church. We want for there to be difference within our church because without those things, it's going to become really easy to just believe that everything that we think is gospel truth. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to do this ministry this way because this is the way that we all feel like it has to be done. Well, when you bring someone in with a difference of opinion that says, okay, but have you ever given it have you ever put this spin on it? Have you ever thought about doing it this way? That little bit of change can bring about so much growth and positivity within a ministry. Okay. So if we all are supposed to be in agreement 100% about whether we should be in person or all virtual or whether we should be wearing masks or no masks at all, whether we should be continuing to host ministries or you know, keeping it as low key as absolutely possible. If we were all in agreement there, then there would be no room for growth Mm. within our church. Even, even political stances at the same time. Yeah. 100%. If we're all on the same word, we're blocking out other possibly better words. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're not moving on to the next sentence. We're not learning anything. Yeah. You know, we're going to get stuck exactly where we think we are right and where we think we are supposed to be, not realizing that there's more, Mm -hmm. there's more to be learned. So in that regard, unity, yes. Uniformity, no. Correct. You hit the nail on the head. Thanks. We can move on to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and lastly, we expected non-believers to come to us. Mm. A long-term problem. As leaders look back on 2020, most see that their church had fewer baptisms or new professions of faith than a typical year. As believers had fewer connections with live human beings, that often meant fewer opportunities to share the good news with others. We rejoice with the 13% of pastors 
who reported that an attendee in their church saw someone make a commitment to Christ after sharing the gospel with them during the COVID-19 pandemic. But many churches also realized that in a typical year, most of the new people who come to Christ come from within. When they canceled camps for their youth and VBS for their children, fewer young people in their own families made commitments to Christ. As they can safely resume these opportunities, they will likely see new professions of faith. However, these next generation salvations have masked the lack of converts to Christ from non-Christian families in our communities. So lower numbers of commitments to Christ not only revealed what was paused, but also what may not have been taking place to begin with. Uh, churches need to encourage believers in their fellowship to connect with non-believers in their neighborhood, their workplace, and where they shop and play. Jesus is the hope of the nations, and it's our task to share it with them, not only share it with ourselves. So in closing down churches is what basically what this is saying. In closing down churches, we realize that well, people kind of stop, people that we're connected to kind of stop coming to Christ. Mm-hmm. And that we're realizing, oh, that's only taking place within our church walls or for the majority when we should be encouraged to share this outwardly everywhere. And we're realizing that's not really happening. Yeah. Cause it's not, it's not the, it's not just the job of the pastor and, you know, any group leaders to help spread the gospel, help encourage people to faith. It's all of our job. Mm-hmm. It's all of our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of lean on them. I'm talking about myself here too. Just kind of lean on them to you be the one to shepherd them in. Don't we call you a shepherd, Pastor? Hmm. You shepherd them in. Hmm. We'll we'll be over here hanging out with this side of the flock. Hmm. So, so think about this. I believe. Me too. Hmm? <laughs> Sorry. The children are our future. No, <laughs> I believe. <laughs> Um, that it is more of our calling the body to go out and minister Mm -hmm. to encourage non-believers okay and it's more of the pastor's job to encourage us yeah you know it like a trickle down effect he encourages us. We go out and encourage the world. Yeah. A shepherd shepherds his flock. That's a good point. He doesn't go out taking care of. Wow. Sorry. I'm making a loud noise. Okay. There we go. Taking care of all the random sheep. Right. You know, he. Grabbing sheep from other flocks. Exactly. He <laughs> considers his flock. He yeah. takes care of his flock. It's a good way to look at that analogy. Mm. No, I've never thought about that. Not just a hat, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the issues, uh, the long-term issues that we as a church culture, as churches have been made aware of during this time. And uh, those are issues that aren't going to go away on their own. Yeah. They need to be addressed. They need to be continually worked on uh, until they're no longer a problem in your church. And unfortunately, that's probably never going to happen. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're ongoing problems for a reason. Uh, these are things that have to be continually addressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the moment that we're not thinking about them is the moment we're slipping back into those habits again. Mm-hmm. Those, those bad situations. Yeah. 
so again, this article came from LifewayResearch.com. The name of the article is Six Long-Term Problems Churches Only Noticed Recently by Scott McConnell. So you can go check that out and read the entire thing for yourself. We did not read it verbatim. Uh, there's quite a bit more in here that uh, might help you uh, in your journey, in your churches. Hmm. Um, ooh, ooh, I almost forgot. Mo, how could you let me forget? Hmm. The bad joke. I wasn't being very proactive. <laughs> bad jokes. I'm telling bad jokes now. Mm. Let's see. Sometimes I tuck my knees into my chest and lean forward. That's just how I roll. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Come on, that was pretty good. It's not wrong. You pop a bill to see me, my comedy special. Oh, my word. Don't lie. Don't lie. Hey, we're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere, because when we come back, we'll shear, shear, we'll shear a sheep <laughs> in our flock. We'll share something that we love. More Back Row Morning Show to come. Stick around. my nerds we here at love thy nerd are beyond honored that you let our podcast blast in your earbuds each week but we're also a jealous ministry who wants even more of your love and devotion if you haven't made ltn radio a part of your daily routine yet you are missing out not only do you get to hear our exclusive morning shows church nerds and the macro morning show before they are put on the website but you also get radio exclusive shows like bible thump with drew dixon ltn rewind faith and fandom 180 with hector mirai the moment with megan mo oaks nerd history nerdy definitions this week in nerdy news and our ltn specials as well and on top Top of all that, the rest of our airtime is jam-packed with the absolute best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie that is hand-curated by Love Thy Nerd just for you. Give us a listen at ltnonair.com or download the Live 365 app on your smartphone to search and favorite LTN Radio. Thanks, and enjoy the rest of the show. the back row morning show as things are winding down for the day but first we're going to share something that we love and i talked about this with you already but cold calls or callbacks which is something that teachers use in order to get the attention of their class their student uh, without okay. having to say hey guys can you hear me are you listening are you paying attention okay. that's kind of a thing of the past at this point because they really don't listen for real Kids me, are the worst. Drives me kind of crazy. <laughs> but now what teachers do, they've gotten pretty creative. They will say a portion of a quote or a song, something trendy, and the kids come back with a reply. So I've done, are you ready, kids? Aye, 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 aye Captain. Captain. Mm-hmm. I can't hear you. Aye, aye, aye Captain. Uh-huh. I've also done... Um, Oh! <laughs> no, not that one. Who lives I've, in a pineapple under the sea? Of course, I have done the beloved chicken wing, chicken wing. Hot dog and baloney. Mm -hmm. the, the, the lyrics of that song make me mad. Can I just, can I say something? You, yeah, you've, yeah, go ahead. Hot dog. 
chicken. I'm oh, sorry. Chicken wing, chicken wing, hot dog, bologna. Chicken and macaroni is the next lyric. Uh-huh. You already said chicken. Chicken is already on the list. And chicken and macaroni is not a thing. Cheese and macaroni is a thing. Why didn't you say cheese and macaroni? I don't know. But you're right. Ugh. Uh-huh. Ugh. You're right. I don't know what 10-year-old came up with this song. <laughs> you and I got problems. Yeah. Uh, another one I've done is everybody. Do you have a whole list on your phone? Uh-huh, I do. <laughs> the kids say. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, y'all gonna make me lose my mind. Up in Where here. Where is it? Up in Where here. Where is it? <laughs> uh, oh, one to get them quiet. I have two of them. I say waterfall. They say shh. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Or I say flat tire. And they go, (laughs) yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, But my favorite was um, when I I taught them Ice Ice Baby. (laughs) Said, all right, stop. And they said, collaborate and listen. It was brilliant. It was beautiful. I love them. They work so well. (laughs) So well. And it kind of changes the teacher's attitude from like, why aren't these kids listening? Changes the attitude from wanting to scream and bang something against a wall to... Now we all want to sing. Yeah. (laughs) More fun, positive outlook. So I love them. So one of them is not... I don't want none. No. <laughs> you don't do that one? It's definitely You don't not. do that one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. There is one. I haven't used it yet, but yakety yak. Don't talk back. Don't talk back. Mm-hmm. I haven't used that one. And there's one. Uh, hear ye, hear ye. And they're supposed to say, all hail the queen. <laughs> uh-huh. That is my personal favorite, but I've not used not it, yet. Used it yet. So, yeah. yeah, you're not you're not that arrogant yet. I mean, <laughs> been called a princess. Had to remind her I'm in fact a queen. So. <laughs> Gracious. Uh-huh. Uh, all right. Well, my thing's not nearly as cool as yours, but I've been playing uh, Super Mario 3D World on the Switch with Bowser's Fury, and it's pretty fun. So, if you're thinking about getting it, just get it. Pretty fun. Good job. Mo, let's end with our verse for the day. Oh, our verse for the day is Matthew eleven twenty five. <laughs> I'm robot Bible reader. <laughs> our verse for the day. Our verse for the day is Matthew eleven twenty nine <laughs> through thirty. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all of what we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy, as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, please visit lovethynerd.com slash partner. You can find LT and Radio in the drop-down menu. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax-deductible. And as always, go follow us on the socials at at the back row LTN, at LTN on air, and at Love Thy Nerd. And for now, the Back Row Morning Show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor, Back Row Baptist Church. So 
Search us out and join in on that fun before it is gone <laughs> forever. You keep taking my joke before I can say it. Into the internet <laughs> trash. I don't know. It could be around for a long time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lastly, remember that we air first exclusively on LTN Radio, LTNonair.com, every Monday through Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern with an encore at 10 a.m. But if you miss a day or just can't catch the show live, find the Backroom Morning Show podcast version on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. It's free. You don't got to pop a bill for that content. <laughs> Subscribe, rate five stars, and leave a review. All of that helps us out immensely. <laughs> Join us tomorrow morning for Back Row Rewind as Matt and I ask the question, is spying a sin? Uh, I'm legit going to be mad if Papa Bill doesn't become a thing. <laughs> so y'all listen and just get out there and start saying it. Just say it. Mo, what's your final thought? Papa Bill. <laughs> That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Once Papa, again, Papa Bill. I'm Radio Matt. And I'm Papa Bill. <laughs> and remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Oh, 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 oh